When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jeff, who has been with the Chiefs all week, joins us right now from Las Vegas. Are you similarly feeling somewhat emotional after the relationship that we have forged low these many 20-plus weeks? I, I'm going to be completely honest. You've uh, taken me aback. I had no idea. Well, not last, but, I mean, it's just, it's not the last. It's just, I'm assuming that you're going to need to refresh, need a little time off, you know. I had no idea. No, no, this is a a very interesting way to break up with somebody. Well, I'm not uh, breaking up with you, Jeff. I'm just going to keep you on the side in case something else goes wrong. Oh, that's like I'd be be a great great little side piece for you, (laughs) Colin. Can I start here, first of all? Uh, earlier this week, your first hit on SportsCenter, apparently you purchased a humidifier uh, when you were out right. in Las Vegas when you first got there. Uh, explain yeah. yourself. I don't have to explain myself. It's pretty obvious. I think if that's all right. Las Vegas, I've lived there, I, I, I lived there for six yeah. years, Jeff. You probably landed and immediately had a nosebleed. Well, I just have before. I mean, I look, I'm trying to make sure that I have my voice by the end of the week. As you can tell, it's already a little... You know, a little horse. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to do whatever I could, and uh, and one of those things is is having a nice humidifier. Anybody who's stayed in Vegas for an extended period of time knows the things that happen to the inside of your nose and mouth after too long. Your dry, chapped skin. I have three different types of chapstick uh, <laughs> available at all times. Uh, Aquaphor chapstick, by the way, is wonderful. Not an ad. They're not paying me. But I'd like for people to know that Aquaphor. Aquaphor. Chapstick. Good to know. Uh, so this was not at all hair-related, anything like that. This was more health-related. Hair-related? Yeah. I don't know if, like, the, the dry heat did a number on your hair, and I know how important your hair is. That's all. Well, no. I think it, it is. It is uh, Hair is part of your health, you know. Skin, <laughs> hair, and teeth. Are all hair, very skin, nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> successful television career so uh yeah all right stopped off at the store when i got here and uh picked up a nice 30 dollar humidifier wonder if i can expense that uh, good luck with that uh listen let, just give us a little vibe what the chiefs have been like this year versus yeah. last year uh, i would say color uh and by uh a d- deliberate in a deliberate way they've been uh kind of sticking to their routine uh it's important to realize they are 40 minutes away from the Las Vegas Strip. So their hotel is has this feel of kind of like one of those. And same with 49ers are right nearby. It almost has like a resort, like a desert resort feel, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of in this like locked down mode out there where their focus is pretty easy to keep. And, uh, and they've said all week, like, we want to do what we did last year. They feel like that's the best approach. Uh, Andy Reid said he's really kind of always done the same thing. Uh, at any Super Bowl he's he's been in in terms of schedule. So it really does have a very similar feel to last year. 
All-Pro offensive guard Joe Tooney uh, missed the AFC Championship game with a pec injury. He's hoping to play. Andy Reid called his chances slim earlier this week. What are you hearing on that front? Yeah, it does feel slim. Uh, Tooney himself is not is not willing to say that he's he's out. Like he's still fighting to try to play in this game. I would say it's still unlikely. And Andy has been very transparent about that, just because of the strength in his pec. Um, but they haven't ruled him out yet, if that means anything. But I, I would say fairly close to uh, to that happening. Jeff Darlington with out. us covering the Chiefs. A couple of other guys real quick. I know that there was uh, an issue where Rasheed Rice got his foot stepped on. Yeah. Uh, he and Legereus Sneed were both limited yesterday. Anything to keep an eye on there? Not necessarily. Uh, Andy Reid said that he's fine. He got stepped on, but ultimately came back, was not limping at the end of practice or anything like that. So the Chiefs in general seem, other than that tune injury and Jerk McKinnon dealing with injury as well, uh, they seem very healthy. In fact, both teams. Like, there's really been – it's interesting not to, not to do a hard left turn, but there's been very little drama for either team at this point uh, in terms of health or anything like that. If Rasheed Rice getting his foot stepped on is, is the worst of the Chiefs' problems this week, uh, it's, it's been a pretty good week. Canty said on the morning show that his approach would be to try to take Christian McCaffrey away and make Brock Purdy beat you. So essentially the opposite – of what we saw in the, or actually kind of, the, I guess, the same of what we saw in the AFC Championship game. Force Lamar Jackson to throw the ball into a situation what makes them less comfortable. Do you see that? Being around the team, do you think that's yeah, what sure. Spags is going to do? Yeah, I'll let, hey, Carlin, I'll let Andy know, okay? You want me to let Spags know your plan today? You yeah, know? that'd be great. Okay, I'll make sure that, you know. <laughs> well, no, that was Canty, not me. It was not my plan. It was oh, Canty's plan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Canty's actually a football player. I'll give him that. Oh, wow. That was you. Wow. I thought you were doing like a, you know, I was going to have to call Andy up and let him know Carlin has a good, has a good idea. Now listen, you know? you know, fat beard, you know, a similar appreciation <laughs> for the cheeseburger. I think he might listen to me more than you. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, what's your take on That's that? Fair. No, I, I uh, Chanty is, uh, is probably right on. I mean, I, I don't tend to think that the Chiefs are that type of team exactly where they do like what the Patriots did and just dial in on focusing on one player like they, I, Spag seems to play much more um, team oriented football. Like we're going to do our best to stop each guy, but I understand the philosophy. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, by all accounts, talking to Chiefs players is their the weapon that scares everybody the most. Um, certainly if you take him away, the problem is you do have Debo Samuel um, and you do have other weapons that I think make it very difficult to just stop one guy. Jeff Darlington with us, ESPN NFL reporter. All right, last night you were on the red carpet, NFL honors, second year in a row, Woody Johnson makes headlines. What did you make of his comments regarding his head coach and even a little bit about his quarterback situation with why they didn't have a backup last year? Yeah, I don't really understand some of it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm among the people, Carlin, I think this is where we both, uh, we both agree. I like when people like me. And, and Woody seems to like me, so I'm not going to sit here and rip him you okay. know, for anything he said to me Understand. in that I'm not, a, I'm not uh, expecting you to rip him, but just... Uh, no, I know, but it was, it was curious. You know, Well, I, the most curious thing that he said to me, I thought, was uh, saying that Robert Sala will be focused on the offense, um, 
which he's a defensive coach, and he was saying that this year Sala will be a better coach because his focus will be more on the offense. So, um, you know, I, I don't really know what any of this means. Uh, to me, the Jets situation works if Aaron Rodgers plays great and does not work if Aaron Rodgers does not play great or gets hurt. I think it's as simple as that to me. And I, I kind of sense that that's basically what Woody was trying to say the whole time. One of the last questions for you. There's a report earlier this week that a player was attacked by a coyote yeah. out at Lake Las Vegas that? where both teams are staying. Any truth to that? Any idea who it may have been? So I, this is my story of the week, and it's it's been like whispered. Right when I saw it, very early in the morning, I contacted Chiefs PR to say, and it was like 5 a.m., uh, I think it was like 5 a.m. or like, it was probably like 7 a.m. local. And uh, it was like right when we got here, so we're still kind of on West Coast time. But I reached out to uh, Chiefs PR to ask for any information they might have. Uh, they were as uh, curious about that as anybody. They do not have a player on their team that was attacked by a coyote. I, I don't know where that came from. I saw, I know where it came from, but I don't know how that comes out. Um, and it's not real. Like, that's an incredible thing to make up. I would love to know the details of exactly what led to that tweet being put out. Uh, what does your social calendar hold for the weekend? How many different parties will you be attending? How many red carpets am, will you be walking? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty dialed in this week work-wise, but I am going to go see Zach. You know, you like Zach Bryan at all? A little bit. Yeah, Bryan? sure. Sure. I'm not a yeah. huge country guy, but I, I respect the genre. Sure. Yeah, He's got a country adjacent, you know, he's not exactly country. Okay. He, he's playing tonight. I'm going to go see him, and I'm very excited about that. All right. Well, That's listen. That's all I have. My you... first live shot on Sunday morning is 6 a.m. local, and this is a very foreign feeling to me because I do like the nightlife. <laughs> and uh, I'm having to be a responsible human here in Las Vegas, Carlin. It's very uncomfortable, isn't it? <laughs> Well, it's actually very comfortable because of my humidifier. Well, there you go. <laughs> but I'm, uncomfortable. I'm glad you don't have any nosebleeds this week. Jeff, we do. We we love you. We love you. And you know that. And I love you. Yep. Thank you guys very much for everything. This Appreciate it. Thanks, and, Jeff. Uh, I hope, I hope we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to Bye. you next week. About what, I don't know, but we'll talk to you next week. Carla versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80. Jeff Darlington with us from out in Vegas. America, if you are tired of the Cowboys... You're not alone. Even the Cowboys are a little tired of the Cowboys. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, a little double dipper here for the people, both involving Debo Samuel. Number one, over 16 and a half rushing yards. Number two, yes, he scores a touchdown at plus 175. I think he's going to be a big part of this plan. Think about it like this. Brandon Ayuk is going to draw Legereus Sneed on him in this game. Legereus Sneed is a top-notch corner, one of the best in the NFL. So why would Brock Purdy look to throw the football at one of the top corners in the NFL when he'll have more favorable matchups with guys like George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel? I see him involved in the passing game. I see him involved in the running game. A lot of people look to Elijah Mitchell as the backup running back to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he is on the depth chart, but I think when McCaffrey's not running the ball and Purdy's not scrambling with it, Debo's going to have some design runs here. Remember, this prop for rushing yards opened 13 and a half. Wise guys in Vegas bet it up immediately. So your first two pizza monies for this fine Friday, Debo Samuel over 16 and a half rushing yards. Debo Samuel, yes, to score a touchdown plus 175. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, 15 minutes. Ryan Clark will join us to take a look at the Super Bowl. Mike Zimmer expected to join the Cowboys as their defensive coordinator. He, of course, has been the Cowboys defensive coordinator before. Longtime assistant with him back in the 90s or early 2000s. I did not hate this. I did not hate this. I think it's actually one of the more solid moves they can make at this juncture after they lost Dan Quinn. Two years away from the game, previously was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings from 2014 to 2021. Took them to the playoffs three times, one NFC championship appearance where they got blown out in Philadelphia. Tough mind. Tough defensive, hard-nosed mind. It's kind of a veteran defensive mind taking over for another veteran defensive mind in Dan Quinn. The head coaching experience makes it very interesting in the event that Mike McCarthy gets shown the exit door before the end of the season. Zimmer could be the type of guy that steps in as an interim, maybe tries to make his case for the head coaching job. Should Jerry Jones be interested in something like that? A little intrigued by the fact that they didn't go with Al Harris. Maybe they feel he doesn't have enough experience yet, but they did block the commander's attempt to interview Harris. Harris and there were a couple the of players who were kind of lobbying for Al Harris yeah. as well. Players liked Al Harris. He did a great job with the defensive backs. The commanders put in the request to interview him once Quinn went over as the head coach. Cowboys said no, but didn't give him the defensive coordinator job, which I find fascinating there. Yeah. So we'll see how it all shakes down as they move forward. I'm sure Dallas has it all figured out. Zimmer could be the next in the line of yeah, I'll do what you want, Jerry, to be the head coach. You never know. I yeah. mean, if Mike starts four and five and they go to Zimmer and he finishes six and three or whatever the math works out to be, you might sit there and say, yeah, Zimmer's done a heck of a job with this team. He's got head coaching experience. Very happy to get another shot at this. Listens well. Could be the guy. 
The real news, though, yesterday out of the Cowboys came from Demarcus Lawrence, their defensive end, who was on first take uh, with Stephen A. and company and had the following to say about what went wrong in the playoffs this year. All honesty, I think the main thing is we was burned out, man. Uh, you know, long season um, team, dominantly healthy throughout the season. You know, um, the legs get tired, but also, um, you know, you got to give hats off to Green Bay, man. They came out with a great game plan. Um, you know, rolling out towards Micah and then running away from me. I feel like, you know, that's that's what they needed to, you know, get their game started, and they jumped on us fast. And what about adjustments? Yeah, adjustments, man. Uh, you know, feel like we went in the locker room and you know we came out, you know, ready with our adjustments, but uh, still didn't go the way that we planned to go. Burned out, run out of gas at that point. Now that is a little bit tough to take, but it was more than tough to take. For our compadre, Chris Cantian on Sportsmanlike this morning, who heard that, and I guess it's safe to say he went off. I actually think he's going to have to be because the Chiefs' defense and Speed Magmolo, their defensive quarter. Actually, that's the wrong Canty that we have there. If we have the other— Lots of uh, Canty today. Lots of Canty. Too much Canty today. Uh, let us—we'll uh, get to him in one sec here uh, when we get the right one it. there. Uh, but Canty basically went off— on what happened, went off saying that it infuriates him to hear a leader say that uh, about the situation, and that is very tough to take. Here he is. Man, it's the playoffs, dog. Everybody is tired, but it's winter go home. Give a damn that your legs is tired. We're weeks removed from when you got beat by the Green Bay Packers, and that's what you got? We were tired? We were burnt out? No, man, that's infuriating. It's disrespectful to the game of football. You work all year long to have an opportunity to compete for a championship, and you're one of 14 teams left standing at the end. And you tired? And you burnt out? What the hell is wrong with you? And that's one of the team leaders. Tank Lawrence is one of the team leaders. That that's w- an embarrassment to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed that I used to play for him. That, that is about as emotional as you can get about it. And I have to tell you, not surprising at all, because when you hear that out of a guy like Demarcus Lawrence, who's supposed to be one of the leaders, that's awfully tough to take. We got tired. We were burnt out. Everybody's tired. Yeah, but that that's a Mike McCarthy team. That right there, in a nutshell, is a Mike McCarthy team. They're not detail-oriented. They're not focused. They have no edge over anybody that has a comparable talent base. That's who they are. McCarthy's the type of guy that will win games against inferior teams because his talent will prevail. When McCarthy's in a situation where he needs to coach to the level or above the level of the guy on the other side, it's not happening. And LaFleur ran circles around him in that game. And then his star players are out telling everyone, we were tired. Do you think Green Bay had some advantage? You both played on the Sunday before. Green Bay had to play the Bears. You played the Commanders in a game where you routed them, so I'm sure the starters got yanked late in that game because the Eagles yanked their starters early against the Giants, so there was no reason to play the risk. You didn't have to travel. You were at home. Green Bay had to travel to you. There was no advantage whatsoever for the Packers in that matchup over you, but you were tired. And you know what? I'm not the least bit surprised to hear it, and I'm not the least bit surprised that someone would think it's okay to say that out loud. Canty, I hear his point. Everyone's tired. You don't say that publicly. Don't admit to something like that. It's like at the end of a fight in the UFC, end of the fight in boxing. Always get your hands in the air. Always get your hands in the air. 
Don't give the judges something to look at. There was a fight once, I can't remember if it was Stipe or whoever, that at the end of the fight just kind of sat there looking exhausted. Those close rounds, the judges see that. They could be persuaded by that. Don't ever admit defeat. Don't ever admit you're tired. But he comes out, he says that because that's a Mike McCarthy team. Yeah, we were tired. Ho-hum. We're enjoying our offseason. You know, it just, just didn't work out for us this year. Accountability. Very little accountability there. Very, very little accountability. And it always goes back to this to this one thing. When you think about the talent that was on the Cowboys and you think about how poorly they played in that game and how unprepared they were for that game, it doesn't matter to a degree what the talent level is because it can never, never overcome bad coaching. Bad coaching in those situations is going to reveal itself and it will do it in a horrible way as it did that day. And I think you're right. There was the coaching aspect of that day. And then those comments are in the culture aspect of what's going on. The fact that you just continue to sit there and and make this excuse like that and the owner does nothing about it, nothing those Emmett Smith comments this week to me are the most damning of of any of them all week long because that we've heard about the Cowboys at all really since the end of the year. The idea that the organization that one of the organization's all-time great players is willing to come out and say that telling you that we're going to be a great team and trying to sell you on us being a great team is actually more important than us actually being a great team. Well, Emmett Smith played under Jimmy Johnson. Arguably the last time, I know we can throw Parcells in there, but the last time that Jerry actually hired a coach based on who is the best possible coach for the job. Not who's going to fall in line with what I want, who's the best possible coach for the job. That was Jimmy. Emmett knows what it's like to win Super Bowls in Dallas when you have great coaching. He sees that they they don't have great coaching right now. They just don't. That's McCarthy. And again, we've talked about this before. Jerry's scoreboard is very different than everybody else's scoreboard. We sit here and we say, duh, you should be trying to win a Super Bowl. Jerry's sitting there saying, I got the most valuable property in football. I don't even need to win, and I'm worth more than you, Bob Kraft. I'm worth more than you, Jed York. I'm worth more than everybody. They talk about me on first take every single day. Do they talk about you, Bob? No, they don't. Do they talk about you, Jed? Do they talk about you, Stan? No, they don't. That's the scoreboard he keeps. Popularity, value, that's what matters. And as long as he's on top of that, we shouldn't expect him to make any changes to the head coaching position because he doesn't see anything wrong. He doesn't see a problem with his team. If the 49ers do win the Super Bowl, it's going to be on one person's shoulders. We'll tell you who it is after Joe has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have both the knowledge and the experience to answer all your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickranger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. versus Joe on ESPN Radio. If they're down early, there's not going to be a comeback, okay? There is not going to be a comeback. They have to maintain an early lead and be in a position at halftime to ride it out. If, they, if they're down early, they're not going to come back against Spagnuolo and this Chiefs defense. Shanahan is brilliant because of the play action. He uses the run to set up the play action. No one's going to bite on the play action when they know you have to throw the ball. And when they know you have to throw the ball and you can custom tailor your defense to stop that, you make life extremely difficult while also taking half of what makes Christian McCaffrey so great completely out of the game. I mean, those were strong words from Sal of the show earlier this week. If you fall behind, if you're the 49ers, you are not coming back. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Look, the 49ers, we know they cannot afford to find themselves behind, but what does that actually mean? How far behind does that mean? Does it does it mean if you're behind 10 nothing the game's over? 14 nothing? Is it first of all let's just start here. Is there a number for you that you feel like they are in huge trouble when it let's just say by early second quarter? Oh, early second quarter? Yes. Yeah, I mean you could throw a bigger number out there. Okay. If they're if you're down 20, I'm not going to rule you out of the game at that point. Okay. I think it comes down to where you're at late third, early fourth. If we're talking two score game entering the fourth quarter, how do you feel about that? I don't feel good if I'm San Francisco. Two they score just, game. They they just did it against Detroit. They were down 17. I know. Do I feel? But what do I look at the one time when it happened? Two. Especially, they were also down against right. Green Bay. All right. The the two times that it happened recently here, but what would play into that? What played into that was some dumb decisions by the head coach uh, in Dan Campbell and being fortunate when prior to that, it had been 30 games where they were down by five or more points going into the fourth quarter and they did not come back and win. Key difference, shockingly, Brock Purdy. 
as much as no one wants to sit back and say, well, Purdy could be the difference maker, Purdy was the difference maker against the Lions. The Lion defense, a far, far cry from what we'll see from this Kansas City defense. Well, this is the other part, because I really don't understand how they're going to be constructed to come back specifically against this defense, unless you have injuries or any kind of other issue that's going to play in that's unforeseen right now. Now, Kansas City does have an injury with Charles Awenu not being there, and that hurts the pass rush for sure. But at the same time, I don't think you're going to be able to lock down Chris Jones altogether. When I look at the the offensive line, and uh, Carl Laftis too, when I look at the offensive line, and if we're being truthful, that's a bottom third of the league offensive line in San Francisco Correct. with one great player. They say in most cases it's Trent Williams and four turnstiles, right. which is not a good sign for the offensive line. That's problem number one. Problem number two is... Is your field goal kicker isn't a guy a lot of people are putting a lot of faith in. Nope. Jake Moody has been inconsistent throughout the course of the year. If it was Robbie Gold, it would be a different story. So if you're trailing two scores, you're down 10, you might need that field goal kicker in a big way. And if you can't rely on him, you've got to custom tailor the decision making, excuse me, when it comes to your fourth downs. Are you just going to go? Are you going to be aggressive? How are you going to handle the fact that you might not trust your field goal kicker in this game? And then there's the recent evidence of what we watched in that Baltimore game. The Ravens could not get back in that game to save their life. They could not get back in that game to save their life. Someone I was listening to this morning made the point of like, well, it was a one-score game. You know, there was a chance late, and it's like it. they scored – they put a score in late to make it look good, but it didn't look good. The Ravens were out of that game the entire way. For a one-score game, that was the most lopsided one-score game I've seen in a long time. Ravens got up on them. They tied 7-7, and then after Baltimore scored again, that, or Kansas City scored again, that was it. So when you're able to sit back knowing the pass is coming and Christian McCaffrey becomes so much less of a factor because you don't have to account for him running the ball, good luck. Brock Purdy's going to have to make some huge plays in that game, or you're going to need, and this is the scary part, you're going to need your defense to play its best game all season. Because that's what Baltimore's defense did in the second half. They gave up zero points. People forget that. As bad as Baltimore was in that game, the Raven defense gave up zero points in the second half. Yep. They gave Lamar Jackson, your two-time MVP, every opportunity to get back in that game and win it. And he and the rest of the offense could not do it. That's the uphill battle that San Francisco will face because they do not have the defense that Baltimore trotted out there a couple weeks ago. So that would play into you... That's the biggest factor why you feel like they don't have a chance to come back. That's what would make it so daunting is that that defense, can they get consistent stops? Because they haven't been good. They weren't good against Detroit. That fourth down where Reynolds drops the ball, it's not like the Niners made a great play defensively. That play was there to be made for Detroit. They couldn't make the play. The field goal opportunity late in the game was there. Dan Campbell passed on it opportunities were all over the field for Detroit to win that game. It's not like the San Francisco defense suddenly ratcheted up and started making plays. They made one key play where they forced a fumble. One key play. But that was enough. That was enough to get by the Lions. So you're down 10 in the fourth quarter. You're going to need your defense to play better than we've ever seen them play, at least this season, because it's not that great a unit. Do we trust Steve Wilkes to get that done? And on top of that, do we trust Brock Purdy without the threat of play action 
to be able to go down the field consistently and eat up a defense that just chewed up and spit out Lamar Jackson. Again, your two-time MVP, not a factor in that game. All right, here's my problem, though. Like, you're you're on the 49ers right now. I do like the 49ers, You are correct. giving me every reason as to why they're not going to win the game. Well, we're creating a scenario that's Where very advantageous behind. for the Chiefs. What but, if I laid out the but, Niners are up 14 in the fourth? But in, No, but in the grand scheme... It also that still doesn't make me feel great. Fourteen, okay, that's big enough. But it, it, it still doesn't make me feel great because of where their defense is right now, because of the fact that you've got one guy on one side who's an all-time incredible talent going against a defense that is frankly suspect uh, against the pass. Which is why I thoroughly expect them to dare them to run the football to dare Kansas City to do it, and to dare them to stay patient. I mean, you got to figure that's going to be a heavy part of the Chief game plan because you've got the four down linemen that the Niners are going to rush, and then they're going to want to drop the other seven. If you're going to have a chance at shutting down Mahomes, you got to get home with four so the rest of the guys can cover. Because if you need the blitz, he is going to eat you alive. When Baltimore was trying to send pressure at him, he was just dinking and dunking his way down the field. We have this image in our mind of Mahomes as this guy who will throw these 25-yard darts and just eat you up. He was that guy previous to this year. He's not that guy now. Not because he can't be, but because the weapons around him don't allow him to be. Right? Sky Moore's not going to get open down the field after three and a half seconds. Justin Watson, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, they're not consistent threats. Rasheed Rice is your only guy, and even Dan Orlovsky broke it down this week and said he became effective because the Chiefs just asked him to run in straight lines. They're not asking him to run complex routes. They're not having run the whole route tree. They have him running straight lines, and he's finding his spots, and Mahomes is able to take advantage of that. So the idea of limiting what they're going to do on offense – you're going to have Mahomes coming out there. He'll take five yards to Kelsey. He'll take six yards, and it won't look impressive until seven and a half minutes later they're in the end zone, and it's 7 nothing Chiefs, 7-29 to go in the first quarter. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Every week at this time, we hit you with Ooh. the Hembo Hammer. You must be here for the uh, trivia challenge. Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question? Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's hammer time. This is the Himbo Hammer. Hey, boys. Your question is this. Who was the last player to win Super Bowl MVP in consecutive seasons? Good luck. Ah, the last player to win Super Bowl MVP in consecutive seasons. Go back to back. Good question. Hembo asked it very well. Good Not a lot question. of room for misinterpretation there. Very <laughs> impressed. No, it sounded good. I closed my eyes. I processed it. It's nice. It's clean. It's efficient. There's no room for interpretation. Hembo did a very nice job there. He's on his A game. Carla versus Joe. We get the answer in moments on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. 
Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You must be here for the uh, trivia challenge. Do you have the answer to this week's trivia question? Oh, I love trivia. What's up, boys? It's hammer time. This is the Himbo Hammer. All right, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80. Here, once again, was the Hembo question. Hey, boys. Your question is this. Who was the last player to win Super Bowl MVP in consecutive seasons? Good luck. <laughs> the delay and then the good luck. Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm about to slap it right back in your face, son. Oh, you know that well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. Okay. It's Terry Bradshaw. It's Terry Bradshaw. Did Just throwing it out there, did John Elway not win back-to-back? No? Nope. Okay. Because they Terrell Davis won one of those two. There you go. At least one, one of those two. I don't think Elway won the other one. But yeah, certainly did. Okay, let's see uh, what Junior has to say. The correct answer is Terry Bradshaw. Nice. I already Terry said Bradshaw that. won Super Bowl MVP in 78 and 79. Before you were born, son, so take a walk. That was the most definitive counterpunch on Hembo of all time right there. I don't think we had – we've had ones we've gotten right this year. You've done quite well with this as opposed to myself, but that – I don't know if there's ever been one you've done that easily. Well, You I, didn't even consider it. No. I'm a Steeler fan. I know this – Question. What I, I mean, like, by the idea that, like, all right, Bradshaw's done it for sure, well, but has it happened since? Well, we talked about the Brady factor and the, and the fact that the third time around and those Super Bowls, uh, the first one and the second one, were not together, Correct. were not consecutive. And the third time around, it was Dion Branch. I'll tell you, just separately here, you've got me really excited this week. You're talking about me? Yes, quietly. You've got me really excited about this MVP situation. Can lean in for a second. Can we talk about this? Yeah, all right. Let's bring it in. Get in tight, everyone. You Wagering on the MVP. I am so excited at some of the possibilities because of what you said the other day, that that very thought, the third time around, maybe the quarterback doesn't get it. So I have jumped into this market with both feet. And this should be good. This entire 300-pound body. Yeah. Here come a bunch of non-quarterbacks 48 no, hours before the quarterback wins it. No, no, no. Not a bunch. Not a bunch. Okay. I have been exceptionally close a couple of times in hitting this. It was the the blowout game where Malcolm Smith was the MVP. Who'd you have? I had someone there, too. I was so close. I had Percy Harvin. Oh. And he had a kick return for a touchdown, and he almost had a second one. I had Brandon Browner, who had a monster game. Yeah. Monster game. I can't remember the details, but Browner made some plays early, and the defense dominated, and I was sitting there. But didn't Malcolm Smith run back a pick he six? He had a pick six. That he had was like it. 10 tackles. Damn. Yeah. It was a couple of those things. I had like Browner 80 to 1, if I remember correctly. Browner had a big game. 
oh, I think I had Percy Harvard around 20 to 1 because he had just come back from injury. And that, that I felt like had a really good chance. And I was so annoyed. And then I was, I've never been more annoyed with how it went than when it went with the Rams in the Bengals a couple of years ago. Oh, I know I, what you're going to say. I had Aaron Donald. I was there too. Yeah. Should have been him. And the fact that they gave it to Cooper Cup. I mean, Aaron Donald even had a sack, I think, on like the last series There's to help put it away. They should have sealed yeah, it. Yeah, but down to seal the game. Okay, yes. but here's the thing. Didn't the votes already have to be in before that play? I'm not I, sure. I heard a rumor that like a lot of people had been submitting their votes because they know they have to get it in. It's late in the game. They got to get it tabulated. They got to get ready to give it out on the field. And it's late in the game, and everyone realized it's fourth down, and the Bengals probably aren't going to score. So people are submitting votes, and then Donald makes the play, and no one thinks to themselves, "Oh, you know what? Maybe we tip it to Donald." That happened in uh, the Raiders Bucks Super Bowl that we talked about last week with Rich Cannon's five interceptions. Yep, Dexter Jackson. Uh, won the MVP. Yep. Mal- uh, Dwight Smith had, had three. two pick sixes, but the second pick six was with 34 seconds left in the game. They had already voted for Dexter yeah. Jackson. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. So that last play, a lot of people were upset because Donald's case involves that play, and that play was huge because he, he there's the final play of the game and he busted it up, but no one attributes that to him because it happened after people had submitted their votes. Right. So this, this is Which my- is just ridiculous that the process lends itself to that. Yeah, How does that how does that happen where sorry this was a huge play in the game it just it doesn't really count because we already turned in our votes and, and here's the biggest issue I can order it. food to my phone right now Bang. two buttons exactly food will get delivered right here but God forbid the voting process you're gonna have what 20 minutes before that thing's handed out on yes. the field because there's the whole set you're telling me you can't get the votes tabulated in 20 minutes and I'm I'm double checking You should checking be able to pull that right off now. in five minutes. Five minutes. The game should end, and five minutes later, all votes should be in and counted. There are apps that can pull that off. I refuse to believe it is that difficult to solve this problem. Okay, Super Bowl. We drove a car on another planet <laughs> for like months, if not more than a year, taking pictures of it. it the winner of the MVP is chosen by a panel of sixteen. Football writers and broadcasters. So it's only 16. It's not even that many. And then the fan, uh, the viewers' ballots count for 20%. The 16 uh, football writers and broadcasters count for 80%. I don't, you're need, telling I don't, me, need, the, I don't need the fan vote. But We've you're telling about me. This. I don't need the fan vote. Okay, but you're telling me that you can't look and find out the votes of 16 people in the span Let's just say 10 minutes for the heck of it. Let's say two minutes. Oh, you my You should be God. able to do it in two minutes. That's terrible. Put, put 16 pieces of paper with names in front of me right now, right in front of me, and I will have those votes tabulated within two minutes. Yes. And it'll be accurate. Should it's they uncer- make a, a show out of it and like a deal or no deal briefcase? And they already did. It's Survivor. Re- they vote people off in eight seconds. Yeah, that's that's pretty quick. <laughs> it's actually a big production. but Pretty quick. All right. So anyway, you've gotten me excited about it this week. Because so what do you the, got here? What's your card looking like? So so far, I've been on Kelsey at seventeen to one. Right now, down to uh, fourteen to one. Smart move, getting ahead of that market. You know yep. the Kelsey money's coming in. Uh, Pacheco, I got in on Isaiah Pacheco at thirty to one. It's now at twenty five. Okay. And I got in on Rishi Rice, which you gave us the other day and laid out some very interesting. Uh, Thoughts as to why that would be when all of the props are similar for Rasheed Rice as they are for Travis Kelsey, yet 
Kelsey's 14 to 1, down to that now. And Rasheed Rice is at 50 to 1 right now, as opposed to 60 where he was the other day. So I'm on that. So you've got those three. Do you have any others? I haven't picked any 49ers yet. And that's what I need to do. So that's what feels like we're getting a little reckless at this point. If we're going to have eight candidates, it's really going to cut into your profit margins if you well, end no, up hitting. I'm, I'm sprinkling. And then I'm if, not going you know, Patrick Mahomes just goes out and wins it, you're going to going to be uh, in the red there a little I, bit. I don't want to pick eight guys. I want to pick, let's just say, four guys. Well, right you, now, you got three, and you told me you haven't even addressed the other team on the field, and you're still planning on doing that. Right. Well, this is what I'm asking you. If you were going to play one of the guys from the 49ers for MVP, where are you at with that? I like Debo 20 to 1. I saw that one. I think it's interesting because I think Debo has the chance to score multiple touchdowns in this game. I I look at all the people. Who are all the people in this game that could score multiple touchdowns? McCaffrey's there. Mm -hmm. I think Debo's there. I don't know if I see Kelsey scoring two or Kittle scoring two. I don't see Ayuk scoring two. I don't really see Rasheed Rice scoring two, although maybe he could. I could see Debo making a play on the 17-yard line on some crafty end around where he runs over a guy, makes a move, and it's a 16-yard rush for a touchdown. I could see him catching five passes for another 75 yards, 80 yards in a touchdown. And suddenly we're talking about a guy who touched the ball, you know, maybe eight, nine times, goes over 100 total yards, scores two touchdowns, and his team wins. And like McCaffrey has a good game, and Purdy has a good game, but the voters probably don't love him all that much. And before you know it, Debo's up there on the podium. And people are talking about, man, think about Debo and how dynamic he was. Because people love the idea of a, of a, of a, Swiss Army knife, right? Mm -hmm. The guy who can hurt you multiple ways. It really impresses people. Really impresses people because they don't see it all that often. So I got Debo, there's 20 to 1. Ayuk, you're not high on. You went under four and a half. He's drawing, on the Le- he's drawing Legarius Sneed. I just if what he about, wins it, I'll come in and own it. I just don't I don't see the matchup lending itself to a big game. What about Kittle? 50 to 1. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, you like it because of the number. Right. I don't know how much he's going to be involved. I'll throw one more at you here. What about Nick Bose said 80 to 1. I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, what's he got to do to get the award? He's got to get at least two sacks in the game. Mahomes doesn't get sacked, though. Yeah. The thing is, Mahomes doesn't get sacked, and you're betting a guy who needs lots of sacks. On ESPN bet right now. The I've ones noticed like, we're not we're not even targeting either quarterback, which is just... No, I'll tell you what they are. Fascinating. Uh, if the 49ers win, it's going to be Purdy. It's the story. Come on. That's, that's, Purdy is plus know. 210. There's, it's no lock on that one. Mahomes is plus 135 right now. Uh, on ESPN bet, Kelsey, pl- uh, 14 to 1. Pacheco is 30 to 1 still, and Rishi Rice still at 60 to 1 on ESPN bet. George Karloft is 150 to 1. That's mine. Now we're being ridiculous. I mean, no, you should t- to take a shot. Take a big shot. He could have one sack, strip sack, and then he could have one other big play. That's what I'm saying. What you hate on Bosa? This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.